Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Red Light Hockey Podcast with your co-hosts, Liam, Josh, and Owen. Unfortunately, our other host, Paul, was unable to join us today due to illness, and this is our first ever episode. Um, yeah. Basically, with the podcast, we'll be talking about will be hockey news around the league. We're going to try to cover one news story from every division uh, in normal time. During the playoffs, obviously, we're going to cover playoffs more so. And we're also going to cover prospects coming up from Europe and North America to see what is going on in the league. Now we have Owen, who is a Devils fan, and he is American, so he he'll know a bit more about the college game than I do because I'm Canadian and Josh as well is Canadian. So we're going to try to cover more of the major junior side, whereas he knows a little bit more of the NCAA stuff than we do. But at the end of the day, NHL is where all the cool stuff happens. So NHL will be the bread and butter of this show. And we're going to go on now to the first segment. And the first thing today, we're going to talk about the Stanley, the Stanley Cup playoffs and the, the West Coast final, which is Dallas and Vegas. And we're going to give our thoughts on the series, who's going to win the series, and why those teams are going to win. I'll uh, kick it over to Josh first. And Josh, who do you think is going to win and why? Um, I think it's going to be pretty close, but I have my uh, I have my chips on Vegas. Okay. Um, for well, I think they have a they're pretty you know all around. I like their players. I like Mark Stone. Max Pacioretty's been pretty good for them. Um, he's been turning it around in the playoffs. I remember him in Montreal. He was kind of a dud in, in the playoffs. But uh, no, he's been doing really good for them uh, since two years, and uh, I also feel that they've been um, they have a good D, they have good goalies. You know, either Leonard or Flurry, they're you know they have them. But um, no, I think Vegas uh, are going to win this one. How many games? How many games? Oh, I'll put I'll put uh, I'll put Vegas in six. Yeah, Vegas in six. That, that's exactly what I was going to say, actually. And, you know, I think last night's game was, uh, you know, I think they just got caught kind of flat-footed at the beginning. Uh, Flurry didn't really look himself, I didn't think. And that might be attributed to not playing consistently through this playoff. I think it's because um, it was because uh, the agent drama and stabbing yeah. him in the back. <laughs> I think you know he just got a little over aggressive at times, and then the goal he let in again. I mean, Klingberg had a that was a rocket of a shot, but he was just it looked like Flurry was out a little too far and kind of overreacted to Ben's initial shot. But I mean, after that, they kind of shut it down. And but Dallas looked really, really good in the corners. They were big, strong on their sticks, clearing pucks in front of the net, which. That impressed me. I didn't expect that from them, really. I always thought of them as more of, you know, kind of speedy on the wingers, and but they they really took it to uh to Vegas in the corners. Watching them play this year, I found Dallas again. I live in the in the Central Time Zone, so I get the chance to watch a lot more Western games than you guys do, obviously in the East. Um, I found Dallas this year very very defensive, kind of like the Islanders, but not as sound defensively. Um, that's why I, I'm I'm picking Dallas in seven, and that's my pick for this series. I'm saying Dallas in seven because Dallas is a very defensive team. Um, I know the game already happened at this point. I know it sounds like I'm picking it because of that I'm not. I, I had Dallas before. I think if Ben Sagan can light it up, then it's going to be Dallas for sure. Now that being said, Vegas is a team that I can't tell the difference from the first to the third line. So there's also that to factor in. I just think Dallas is a very well-coached team, and they're very sound defensively, which will put Dallas at an advantage over over Vegas, which is more an offensive-minded team. Because as far as defense goes, I don't like very many of uh, Vegas' defensemen. They don't have like any standout superstar defensemen, in my in my opinion. Yeah, uh, the Ben line looked really good for Dallas, so. I mean, I could see it going seven, but I still have Vegas in six. I think, I think they're going to start Leonard next game, um, just based on you know Flurry kind of being a little spotty there in the first period, and it doesn't seem like DeBoer is going to put up with it, you know, when he has Leonard sitting on the bench. Yep, yeah, I mean, if I was a coach and I had that problem, it'd be a good problem to have for sure to have two good goalies. 
And that's also a big big thing with Dallas is who do they start? Is Bishop coming back or is it going to keep being Kudoman? We mm-hmm. don't know, right? So, And then, uh, you know, I just had a quick question for you guys written down. I mean, with the way Leonard's played and the way DeBoer's been using him in the playoffs, do you think they re-sign him this offseason? And if they do, you know, what, what does Fleury's situation look like? With I think Fleury will want out. Just in the sense, um, I think he still has pride and he still has something to prove for a team. And if they sign Leonard, it's not going to be for a, a backup role, right? So um, it could be a 1A, 1B situation, but it's a lot of cap hit for for a team, right? Yeah. But like also considering Montreal, they just got Jake Allen. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, you know, so... With know. what cap space do they sign Leonard? I don't know. I didn't look at their uh, cap situation so right too closely. Now on cap friendly, Vegas's salary cap is at eighty-one point eight five seven. So they have uh, three hundred and eleven thousand yeah. dollars in cap space. What did they, what what did their free agents look like? Uh, upcoming free agents for Vegas is Leonard. That's it. Hmm. And he's at five million a year. So is he going to take less than five million a year, or is he going to go somewhere? Yeah, I Actually, mean, with the way he's played, I think he's definitely looking for six at least. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. I don't think I don't see Vegas uh, keeping Leonard because I don't think they can afford him. Like as far as big freezing goalies go, also like there's also in the market Corey Crawford will be hitting the market. He's older, yes, but he could be a good uh, 1A, 1B with uh, Flower. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that happening. And Crawford, he's already won a couple cups. So I could see him sign for a significant discount to go to a contender for a last run. So maybe that's the thing. I don't know. I might be just spitting rumors out there, but we'll see. Um, if you guys we have any more say on that series, or are we – no, it's well, gonna be a good one. Oh, yeah. All right, let's transition over to the segment number two. We're gonna talk about the Eastern Conference series, which none of the games haven't played yet, so we can't look like we're cheating. So it'll be Tampa Bay and New York Islanders. Who are we picking, and why are we picking that team, and how long is the series gonna go? And we'll start with Owen this time. I got uh, Tampa in five. Um, I just think <laughs> you know. I just think they got too much firepower. Um, you know, I'd say their third line matches up against the Islanders first, which, you know, it it's it's going to be tough for the Islanders. Um, I think their key this series is going to be their penalty kill again. Um, last, <laughs> last series against the Flyers, the Flyers went 0 for 12 on the power play. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, the Islanders penalty kill played out of their mind. And, you know, as a Devils fan, maybe I'm a little biased toward Andy Green, but I think he really set an example on the penalty kill last series. He stood out to me. He was really getting in the shot lanes, blocking shots on the penalty kill, um, chasing down the pucks after he blocked the shot, just shaking it right off. And, I mean, I was really impressed by their penalty kill, and I think he really set the tone for them. Yeah. What do you guys think? Go to you, Josh. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because, eh? you know, like with all the firepower Tampa Bay have, um, and I might be wrong on this, but is Stamkos not yet back or is he going to be back? Stamkos should not be returning until if the Dimitri's final. The final. Yeah. The, but Kucherov is back. Right? Yeah. 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 They're, they're saying Stamkos will be back till game five of the final if he comes back at all. I mean, they're still loaded up front. Eh? It's It's... It's hard, but they're. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think their goals against has been has went down in the playoffs, right? So and Tom and the, and not the Islanders has went up, and with Barry Trotz's system, that stingy defensive system, I don't it's know. Boring. It's a boring uh, game of hockey, but it wins. But it, it works. They win games, but it's boring, boring, boring to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's the end end result that counts, though, right? So. Exactly. Yeah. To pick a winner, it's I don't know. I'd put I still put Tampa Bay winner, but I'm I'd almost put it to the brink. Yeah, I, I'm predicting game seven for this yeah. one. Yeah. I'm, 
I think Point stays hot. And uh, I think Kucherov kind of steps his game up a bit because, you know, he still played very solid through the playoffs. I just don't think he stood out like the game changer he usually is. And if Sorelli can get out of his funk, they're, they're going to get going. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying Tampa Bay in four because I hate Islanders fans with passion. <laughs> I hate them because of what they did to Don Tavares and how they treated that guy. Um, so, Fair enough. So I just, yeah, Islanders fans, prove me that you're not douche, all douchebags, but I'm saying Tampa in four. That's what I'm cheering for. Um, actually, in all, all seriousness, I'm, I think it's going to be Tampa in six. Uh, Tampa and six. I don't think New York can win that much against Tampa's offense because Tampa's fourth line is like, like, like Owen said, is almost equal to like New York's first line. It's like Tampa is a powerhouse of a team, and I don't think uh, I really don't see. New York keep competing with that. And uh, it's not play. only up front for Tampa, I don't think. It's, um, you know, uh, even yeah. on the back end. Oh, Edmund and Sergachev. And... McDonough's back now. Yeah. It's it's scary. You don't even need to mention Vasilevsky, no. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't have a weak spot I can picture in Tampa. Like, I can't, like, right now, if everybody stays healthy, obviously, if everybody stays healthy, I don't see a weak spot. And like now that Stamkos, well, Stamkos is in the back, but Point's playing amazing. And to have a guy like Point on any other team in the league, with the exception of like maybe two or three, he'd be a first line guy. And Tampa, he's second line guy. And then there's like, there's also Shirelli. He, or Sirelli, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly. Sorry, I'm probably butchering that. Um, he could be a, a second line guy on any other, other, time, other team in the league. In Tampa, he's a third line guy. It's the team is. Johnny Dord. Alex Kalorn, like yeah. it, the list goes. <laughs> Palat, they have so much secondary scoring and depth. Tyler scoring. Johnson, <laughs> you know, you can afford some guys to let up a few nights and have others get. Yeah, because they, they have so much depth scoring, they don't have to just rely on the big guns. Whereas New York, who do they have for big scores? Jordan Everly, Barzal, Bar- 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 yeah, Barzal, 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 and Everly, Peugeot. That's- yeah, he's he's really stepped up this playoff. He's always been in the playoffs. Like uh, watching, I I grew up close to Ottawa. One every time the Ottawa made it to the playoffs, he he lights it up in the playoffs when he played in Ottawa. And then in the regular season, you, he just disappears. That's just how Peugeot plays. I don't know what it is with him. That's just how he is. And Josh, you can they you have, can probably agree. You grew up in the same area I did, so yeah, no, for sure. No, Peugeot is a, is a heart and soul player. Kind of reminds me of Brendan Gallagher in a few ways. How he plays with tenacity. On every shift. Yeah. But, um, no, and they also have a good first line of the Islanders. You know, if they if they can grind out Tampa's top few lines, you know, keep them, in, keep them at bay and, you know, just grind them out. Because they're good checkers, you know. They still have Sezikis, Matt Martin. Clutterbuck, Martin. Yeah. You know, so, I'm, I mean, that can be the tipping point maybe for the Islanders if they can manage to contain the the top line for, for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Who knows? It'll be it'll, it'll be a good series for sure. I just it's it's hard to say. Like what's going to dictate the series? It'll be will it be New York's trap style defensive game, or will it be, or is it going to be uh, Tampa's high flying offense going to win the series? It's, it's really hard to say right now. Yeah, I was uh, I've been impressed by Tampa all playoff really ever since they you know they dropped game one of round one to Columbus and then just battled right back and won the next four, which was, you know, different from last year that, you know, they got swept by Columbus last year. And I think they learned a lot from that and really kind of stepped up their game this year when it came to playoffs. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right. So we good for that series or anybody else have anything else to add to that? No, I think, uh, no, no, I have nothing else to add to that. It was pretty. Oh, and you good? Yep. Awesome. Let's uh, move on to segment number three. We're going to talk about some trade rumors for agency. What's going to happen this offseason? Who's moving? Who's going where? And why do we think that's going to happen? This one I anticipate to be a bit of a longer segment just because, you know, there's a lot of possibilities and ifs or buts 
what's going to happen, especially now with the new hard cap that's in place for the next four years. It's going to be very interesting. I think a lot of moves are going to happen. So let's start it off with Josh this time. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen this offseason. Um, Max Domi. Max Domi is a name I hear a lot. Of course. Um, he's been li- he's been linked to a few places, Calgary, among- amongst others. Um, but I was wondering, would you guys do a Max Domi, some sort of Max Domi, Anthony Manta trade? I've been hearing that too because they're, R- they're both RFAs. Manta is from Montreal, so I could see that happening. Just- I think Montreal would uh... – you know, have to give up a little bit more to get Manta, though. What I've been hearing a lot on TSN radio, uh, the TSN Montreal TSN 690, is is Domi paling for for uh, Manta. Okay. Yeah, Which, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a it'd be an interesting trade. Maybe I think it'd be yeah. I think like, the final result they're predicting was like a Domi. Paling and then for Mantha and like a fourth round pick or something like that. Yeah, I've also seen uh, him linked to the Devils as well. Um, personally, I think he'd be a great fit in the lineup. Um, you know, the Devils, their average age uh, is uh, less than 25 years old. But who know, does, so I think he fits who, right into their scheme. Who do you see going like, to the Devils? Um, from the Devils? I, I think uh, Pavel Zaka could be going the other way you know he's he plays more of claude julian's game you know he's really strong in the defensive zone um he has the offensive upside and then maybe a third or second or third round pick no offense but i think i got a question for you i seem sorry devil's fan in hindsight was that sixth overall pick worth no no um i think he was probably you know should have fallen to around 15 to the 20 range of that draft because I think he's a, he's a really really good defensive player. Um, I think he's really underrated for that fact. Um, he doesn't he's not flashy. He doesn't put up points, but he's strong in the corners. He plays the penalty kill. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Yoel Armia from Montreal. Yeah, he he plays a similar game in certain aspects. Now the thing with with Zaka, I find at least I don't I think he's worth a lot less than the, than Domi is because Domi, you have to remember. He is able to play center and wing. He's being yeah. he's being right now marketed as a centerman, so that's going to make his value go up. So he's and he's probably like a first line, second line center, depending on the team. So that being said, he wants to also centerman dollars. New Jersey has two top tier centers with Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see him going to Jersey just because I don't, I don't think they have a need for a center and I don't think Domi wants to play in the third line. It's also why, why he's being moved out of Montreal because he'd be on the fourth line if he stayed center. My, my thought process there was that he'd play on the wing up with, with Jack Hughes because I think their games complement each other a bit. Domi kind of, you know, he's, he's a smaller guy, but he does, you know, he has that grit. He reminds me a little bit of Marchand at times, like gets under other guys' skin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like I said, like in Montreal, I'd like to see him stay on, go up on the wing and play with Kokanemi or KK. Yeah, I'm just gonna say KK because I can't mm-hmm. pronounce that guy's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see him playing on the wing with him, but Domi wants to play center. He wants centerman dollars. That's why he's being shopped around, right? So that's why I'm like, if he doesn't want to play the wing in Montreal, why would he want to play the wing in New Jersey? Yeah, and obviously we're not going to be paying him that type of money to stay in Montreal, even if it's on the wing, because. We there's a lot of talk about Montreal's cap space. That's going to wash up pretty quick in a couple. Oh, of years. for sure, for sure, hundred percent. Now, what I've heard a lot of, a lot of two rumors wise for Domi, is I've seen him, like I said, the Monfa trade, or for some reason Patrick Laney, because apparently Winnipeg wants to go to Patrick Laney, and over the last two seasons, Domi has one more point than Laney does. Laney has more goals. Domi has more overall points over the last two seasons combined. So. But that's also a lot of, due to his 72-point season. Because this past season, I think Lani had 63 and 68, and, which yeah, is not bad. really good. And Domi was on pace this year. If you were to finish off the 82, he was on pace to to hit, I believe, uh, they say 60 points. If he was on pace, that was his projected where he should have been if he was kept the average he was at this year. So it wasn't like Domi was playing bad this year. No, and also one interesting thing, a stat about Domi, 
was last year when he had a 72-point season, he went on a stretch. I think it was like an 11-game stretch where he got like 21 points. But if you take away that stretch and you just keep his point per game, it's pretty similar to this past year. Yeah, he's like he's very consistent. Like realistically, he's not a 70-point guy. He's a he's a 55-65 average centerman. If you want to keep my center pl- player playing center wing ish, he could be like a two-way center. Like kind of let's say he plays a Kokanyemi, stays in Montreal. KK is struggling on the center. And then he moved Domi in to take a face-offs and then move him back to the wing for the game. That's kind of the role I could see Domi taking on a team. And also, I could see him in Winnipeg as well because Winnipeg has no second-line center. And like you saw that when Shifley went down in the playoffs, Winnipeg was garbage. Because I, mm-hmm. I think Little's done in Winnipeg. I think he's done. And then who do they have then for centermen? Perot? Perot's not good enough to play second line. No offense to him. He's just... he's. Injury yeah. prone. He's the five million dollar liability. So yeah, that's. I don't know where Domi goes, but let's try not to talk too much about Montreal because I don't want to make people think we're a Montreal only podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock Besser. Yeah, I was gonna. I was actually about to say that. What do we think is going on, with Besser? <laughs> I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. I don't know personally. <laughs> I don't think so either. Like this, these rumors. I mean, they're. I think they're media born. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's why would they want to get rid of a potential 40 goal scorer? You know? Yeah. And I mean, he's already kind of, you know, he's had all star seasons already. He's become a cornerstone of that team. He's still young. The whole team's young. Why, why would they move him at this point? Can they afford to sign him? Cause he is an RFA. But then you, there's other pieces they, they can try and move out. You know, Tyler Myers' contract is moving. Yeah. Erickson. <laughs> Are they moving Louis Erickson? What the, oh, I mean, he, is he going to well, retire? Is he still going to play? What's he going to do? He, 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 Vegas fans have their their fingers crossed <laughs> on that one. Apparently, they want to. He wants to keep playing. Apparently, like like, do you play in the AHL? Like that'll give him a million dollars cap relief. That guy's still going to pay six million dollars for like three more years. He'd be better off going back to Sweden, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like he'd get more playing time, probably have more fun. Yeah, back home. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that guy's gonna do. Like he's because I feel like even the worst team in the NHL, whoever your opinion it is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, like would, would Detroit would, would Detroit play Louis Erickson at this point for what? Like for I what mean, reason? They seem to right? like bad contracts. Look at Obligator. <laughs> they do have to get to the floor. Exactly. Like Ottawa to Detroit, both both of those teams need to get to the cap floor. So I could see I could see one of those two teams picking them up just to stay at the cap floor. But it's what what are they what do they want for that contract? Because they're not going to just take them one out of the kindness of their heart. Like what does Vancouver have to give up to get rid of that contract? Right? Is it a first round pick? I mean, what bad contracts do Detroit have? But, the uh, Ablocator. Who else do they have that's on a bad contract per se in Detroit? Er- Jonathan Erickson. He's getting paid 4.25. Is Franz Nielsen still playing there? Is he with the island? No, he's not with the island. Uh, Franz Nielsen. Is he just like a cap dump at this point? I think he's on the LTIR. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, go ahead. I don't even know why I brought up France Nielsen because at this point, you know, why trade a bad contract for a bad contract? Yeah, ex- exactly. If he, neither are going to have an impact well, on the team. Well, like, the nice thing maybe, with Nielsen is he, he's on LTIR, so. But can you trade yes, him? Yes, you can. Think so. like, that's like what happened with Hosa. That's why Hosa belongs to Arizona. Didn't um, Savard get moved after he was on LTIR as well? Yeah, Columbus took him. Oh yeah, that's right. They're I'm thinking of something else. Their caps, their cap it doesn't affect. Yeah, so like LTIR, just like the team pays a salary, but it's on a, it's on the cap. So I could actually yeah, Franz Nielsen, but right now I believe he belongs to the Islanders or is he in Detroit? I don't know who he belongs to, but I either if it's Detroit or the Islanders, both of those teams are rich teams. It's not like they're a a poor team that can't afford them, right? So I yeah, would you do a Domi for Anderson trade? Which Anderson? 
Josh Anderson. No, absolutely not. No. Domi's worth more than him. I just, mean, not just for his potential. Way. Yeah. Well, I've I don't know why I keep hearing this this rumor, but Domi for Bukestad, Shuri, and uh, first round pick in twenty twenty one. I think that's an overpay. But, you know, the, the Pittsburgh team, Rutherford seems to like giving away first-round picks. Yeah, but Sherry with him? Apparently. With the first? I mean, that's a lot. I keep hearing that on the, on talk radio. So I, yeah. and I don't know if I don't know if Sherry was just a benefactor of playing, you know, with Sidney Crosby, but I, I personally think he's really talented. He's quick. He's got good hands. He's but, good at with position. But look at him when he went to Buffalo. He was trash in Buffalo. True, but again, it's Buffalo, so <laughs> Every, yeah. I mean, that's people go there and they I don't know what happens over there, but they just forget how to play sometimes, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. It's like it's, it's not like, like there's a lot of good players in Buffalo, it just seems like yeah, it doesn't seem like they gel well together or there's a uh, scheme issue. I don't know. I don't know if it's something to do with the owner there or the or management or the coaching, it's something wrong with that organization, which I feel bad for because Buffalo fans. If I mean, Eichel to... over there, there's Middlestat coming up. And Middlestat, I thought, honestly, coming out of the draft at the time, I thought he was going to be one of the better players out of that draft. Oh, me too. It's, uh, I, I don't understand why Buffalo – something's going on in Buffalo. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's ownership. Like I said, there's issues in Buffalo that need to be found because it's, it's, it's a lot more than just deep-rooted issues. It's like – it's something deep. It's not just the players the issue in Buffalo. It's, it's something else that needs to be fixed because those fans deserve to at least watch a bit of playoff hockey with their team. Because Buffalo is the TV market in the U.S. that has the most the most viewed playoff games. That's not a team playing the last two Stanley Cup playoffs. Buffalo is a really good sports city in the States. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. What's going on in Buffalo? But something needs to be on there. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think uh, is going to happen with uh, Matt Murray? Matt Ooh. Murray. I mean, he's our favorite. The, that that thing, Jari. He he's good. I mean, and Murray's looked shaky. He's had some injuries. Uh, I really don't know what Pittsburgh's going to do. Yeah. Do you guys think the Colorado would go after a guy like Matt? Murray? I'm looking at his stats from last year. He played 38 games. He has 20 wins, 11 losses, one shutout, and his goals against is 2.87, and his save percentage is 8.899, which isn't that good. <laughs> no. Those were Murray's stats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's uh, you know, choosing him over Flurry, I think was, you know, not a it good seemed, move in hindsight. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh yeah, I mean Murray was Murray was burst it onto the scene, and he he looked incredible. But you know, once it, I think once he had a few injuries, he just hasn't been able to find his groove. Yeah. You know, I think the talent's definitely still there, and he's definitely shown some flashes of it. You know getting across the crease, um, making those flashy saves like he always did. It's just not on a consistent basis as it was. And in, in his defense, I mean, Pittsburgh doesn't have the best defense core. No. Oh, no, not what they used to be. Not even close. No. I'm just trying to find him here on NHL.com to see where he ranks in goalies. Uh, where is Matt Murray? Is he seriously not in the top 41? Oh, wow. Oh, I'm trying to find him. One sec. Oh, it's awesome. I'd say a team like Colorado go after Matt Murray. I'm not confident in their in their goaltending with uh, Pavel. Uh, I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Pavel Frankuz. Fran- yeah, Frankuz. I mean, he's been he's and, been good. Uh, he's been he was solid this year for him. Um, I watched quite a bit of Colorado just for the fact that you know I knew they were stacked this year and they're a young team, so. I just exciting found, to watch. Um, Frank Coos made some flashy saves. I just found Murray. I was looking at the playoff stats, so I couldn't find him. So in the regular season, out of 
all the goalies, he ranks 20th. So, okay. I, on average, I say there's probably about 30, 40 starting goalies. Because there's a couple teams that run two goalies all year round. So, that's not that good. It's like not – just to put it into perspective, his, his uh, save percentage is – Eight point, sorry, point eight nine nine. Whereas the first place guy is point nine one seven, which is Vasilevsky. Yeah, so Murray did seem to struggle a lot compared to last season. What did Jari look like in the games he played? I know he didn't play too much. Jari, I think it was an all star this year. If I'm not Jerry, mistaken, Tristan Jerry is 17th in the league, so he's ranked higher than uh, than Murray. Murray uh, Jerry played 33 games. He won 20 games, same as Murray. Uh, yeah, they each won the same amount of games. Um, Murray lost less games mm-hmm. in regulation. But Murray won more in overtime. Um, Murray save percentage is 0.921. And his goals against is 2.43. Whereas Murray's is 2.87. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they keep Jari. I think, you know, they either... Because Murray's an RFA, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they either, uh, you know, just let him go for compensation or they uh, trade his rights somewhere i'm just pulling up pittsburgh here to see what their salary caps at right now i think you know i think definitely colorado is a contender to grab him um oh they're both rfas yeah because right now murray go ahead i think jari's not gonna want as much as murray just because he hasn't he doesn't have as much of a resume in the nhl yeah he doesn't have a stanley cup yet there is that. Murray has two Stanley Cups, which is a big selling feature. I yeah. got a question for you guys. Where do you think the Florida Panthers are going? It seems like that team there, they're, they have, have a good roster, they have a good goaltending, and it seems like every year you just play yeah. They remind me a lot of New Jersey. No offense to you, Owen. I know you're a No, fan. no, I know it. It's, uh, <laughs> on paper, they look really good. And then when they hit the ice, it's like, they look like a bunch of lost kittens or something. I don't I don't know. They don't they didn't seem to gel properly on the ice. I don't know if it was the coaching. Um I really don't know what the hell I'm still surprised they got rid of Vincent Trocha. Yeah. I, I don't was, know I don't know what trade. the hell happened. That was a weird that was a weird trade. I don't understand that trade yet. Um I think um you know, I actually have Florida as one of uh my landing spots for Petrangelo. I don't know what you guys think about that. Hmm, that's interesting. I never really thought of that. Where is he playing, Florida? Uh, I think they um, they keep in front or behind Ekblad. Behind them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up Florida's cap space right now. I don't think they had too much. Um, they have right now. I think now... they had about ten. They have next season. 3.41 next season. Next, oh, they have a lot of reasons. Okay. Yeah, because they're going to lose Mark Pizik's contract. That's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they keep Uyghur. Um Oh, absolutely. Uyghur is a – but also, they, like, Hoffman and Dadenov are both free agents. Are they resigning? Yeah, I don't, I don't think phase. they're keeping Dadenov, honestly. Yeah. He didn't really look too good in the playoffs specifically. Um, I didn't watch too much of them in the regular season, so I can't judge on that. I think they need to keep Mike Hoffman. Yep. Definitely. I mean, he's a solid. He scores, what, 25 goals a season? Yeah, he averages 25 to 30 goals a season. He's a, he's a really good def- like scoring forward. Um, yeah, I think they're going to they keep they keep Hoffman. I don't think they're going to keep I say they don't enough. give Hoffman more than 6 million. That's like my, my max. Yeah. With the more. with the flat cap, I don't think anybody's really going to Get huge raises. Yeah, some people might. I think Petrangelo is. What does he make? Seven million in St. Louis. I think he's going to want at least nine. Yeah. Well, it's what, he, what he wants, what he gets would be different. Yeah, Uyghurs in RFA. I could see it. 
I think he's the one of the few players that's, that's actually going to get what he wants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm looking right I now. I just so. don't. St. Louis, I'm pretty sure they have like 6.4 million for next year when I was looking at cap friendly. Yeah, because um, they just got rid of Allen. Yeah, but I, I just don't. That's not enough for Petrangelo. And then they also have that the young guys, Vince Dunn and De La Rose. I think they're RFAs. Well, De, De La Rose is, I, I say he's probably like a one year, one mil, something like that. Yeah, just to, because he played good in St. Louis. Like before that, he's not very, he's not, he hasn't been very consistent. So yeah. uh, another year to put but, himself. What do you guys think of Dunn? I, I like him personally. I think he's a good, strong defenseman. Oh, yeah. I, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be good. Sure. Um, he's not like a top, top two defenseman yet, but I think in how does he right now? I think when it once it pans out, he's going to be a solid top yeah. four two way. I agree with that. I think I could see him playing uh, very comparable to uh, Carlo on the Bruins, a left-handed version of Carlo. Yeah, I can see that. Um, another thing to note with them is they don't, they still don't have a backup goalie now that they traded Allen, so they do have to sign <coughs> somebody for that. Or well, didn't they just uh, sign somebody from the KHL? I don't know on the ELC. I thought hey, one sec. I, I have signings right here. No, that's not a lot. Uh, let's see who just got signed. Where's St. Louis? No, never mind. That was Montreal that signed somebody from the KHL. Yeah. Yeah. So they they still need to figure out that situation, and you know who knows? Maybe it'll be like a minor league contract they call up. Or... Yeah, I don't think they have a lot of goalies in their system. I think they have like six goalies in the system right now. So I don't know if they have somebody they have in their in their mind that they want to bring up. So that might be less than a million dollar contract for all we know. So yeah. that could work out for them, but it's still not enough for Petrangelo. I think he's leaving. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like I, I think Doug Armstrong is a, a very smart GM. So we'll see what happens. What happens? Yeah, I mean, Taylor Hall winning another cup is something for him. Where is Taylor Hall going? I, I think Phoenix will resign him. With what gas face? I heard that they were. Uh, I read an article that they were in talks and making offers with them. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Know, I what what do they have for cap space? Right now, for cap space, the when his contract ends, they'll have 2.9 million because New Jersey retained most of it. Wow. I think they move. Is Kessel still under contract for them? Yeah. Yeah, I think they move him. He honestly, like, he didn't. I don't think he impressed with them. Too much. He definitely so here's momentum when leaving Pittsburgh. Oh no, I, I guess uh, Carl Soderberg's also contract's also ending this year, so that'll clear up five million. So next season they will have where is this final cap space projected cap? So Proje- I've I've I read something earlier today about the Arizona. Yeah. I think they had trouble paying a f- couple of signing bonuses at the end of the year, if they I'm did. not mistaken, with their new ownership. So I'm wondering if that's why the rumors around like Ekman Larson are circling. Maybe. Maybe he wants out of a situation like that. I, I know for Arizona's projected cap hit next year, it's $1.1 million. That's what they have in projected cap. Like, Sorry for space next year. Because, yeah. So I don't know because they have like people already extended. I don't think they can afford to keep Hall. <laughs> I mean, they'd have to make some moves. A lot of moves. Like they spent, they spent to the cap. Taylor Hall going to Montreal for new. How moves. much would Kessel? How much would Kessel uh, free up? Will Kessel? Yeah. He would free up six point eight. I think it's. Uh, I think it's eight point eight. Or Derek or Derek Stefan. Oh yeah, he's a big contract. He's six point five. Like they have a lot of bad contracts. We can't forget either with the flat cap. I'm wondering if the NHL are going to allow compliance buyouts. I wonder. It's hard to say. Yeah. Like, because that would help a lot of teams get out of some bad contracts. I know Montreal will use one on Carl Olivier. I know a few teams will use them on some of their bad contracts. Yeah, like also like Nick Yalmerson Her- or Alex Galagoski. Galagoski's making $6 million a year or just under six. 
Yalmerson's making five. Yeah, Yalmerson's making five million dollars a year. Jason Demerson. When did Dolagovsky get that contract after they won the cup? Yeah, it was like a ten-year. Then all those guys have no movement clauses either, so they can't even be traded. Yeah, like Kessel, they can't move. They can't move me as a no movement clause. Uh, Michael Grabner, he's at four million a year. Like the Coyotes are, I don't know. I don't see them getting out of this one. I, I think Hall is going to Edmonton. You think he's going back home? Yeah, well, he's from Calgary. Well, home per se, I mean. Well, he's, he's from Calgary, so I can see one Edmonton. Where he Calgary. got drafted, right? Yeah, play play with McDavid. That's what I think, but we'll see. I don't want him in Montreal because he's injury prone. If they sign him, I mean, or they trade for him, they would they would be able to separate McDavid and Drysdale and have Nuge and and Hall on each line and have a one-two punch for each team uh, for each line. Sorry. Yeah, or to even put Nuge at center and have a one-two-three in Edmonton. That would be. Does Edmonton have the cap space for Hall? Uh, I don't know for the Anthony C. I don't. I I don't think they were impressed with the time he was there. Edmonton. Well, I think it was Peter. It was Peter Shirelli that traded him away. Anything Peter Shirelli did was just stupid. I mean, the Hall trade was, <laughs> was terrible. Edmonton. I mean, you were probably oh, jumping. Yeah. I mean, Adam Larson. You know, he's a solid defenseman, but he he was another waste of a first round pick. But in my opinion. Edmonton's projected cap space. They have uh, they'll have eleven million dollars in cap space. Okay, yeah. So they could they could sign Hall. But who do they need to resign? They need to resign. I think it's only like three or four guys. Uh, Riley Sheehan, Tyler Ennis, Andreas Anasiu, Anasiu, Athanasiu. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> He's the only like big name that they have to resign right now. Oh, and so uh, Mike Green just retired. Yeah, they have no. Oh, uh, Mike Smith. He's their only big name, like Mike Smith and Athanasio is the only like, two big, biggish names they have to resign right now. So, yeah, Edmonton has cap space to do it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It's possible. It's a, it's a possibility. He's from Edmonton, so I can see it happening. Um, and I mean, I think he really proved himself, especially after leaving Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, he's, he's fast enough to play with with um, McDavid, too. So that's a big thing with Edmonton. You have to get a player that's fast enough to skate with him. That's why they brought in Andreas and a... uh, yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> why do some of these guys have such long names? I, mean, I feel bad for Don Cherry or... Any announcer that has to say these names on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Taylor Hall. I don't know where he's going to go. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm saying Edmonton. I've also heard Calgary because I think Calgary wants to get rid of Goudreau, but I don't know if that. I just, can see that. I don't I know if that's just. See that. But I also don't know if that's Canadian media just being Canadian media and just crucifying guys for every little thing. If they deal Goudreau. Hall is a perfect fit to replace him. I mean, he's got a bigger frame and he's just as fast, if not yeah. a better shot. Yeah, but like, where did Goudreau end up? Oh, I haven't thought about that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Josh? Do you think Goudreau's going anywhere? Don't say Montreal. Don't say Montreal. That's that. That's LDS. I mean, I've, heard, I've only heard that on RDS. The only I've heard the rumor, heard that rumor is RDS. I've heard. Well, haven't you heard all the rumors? Yeah. Maybe Carolina. I'll be biased about it because I like the player. So. I think Lundqvist is gone. Um, I got yeah, a question for I you guys. What do you think is going to happen with the Rangers? Their goalie situation. Shesterkin is really, really good. I think they're going to buy out Lundqvist. They have Lundqvist, they have Georgiev, and they have Shosturkin. So, I'm wondering. You think he I, still tries to play in the NHL somewhere? I don't yeah. know. It's hard to say. Like, I, He's a really – as a person, he seems like a really nice guy. I can. I just, I think he's going to get bought out. Same here. I think 
Or he goes to play with Yager in Europe somewhere. I think he might retire if he gets bought out. Yager's still Yager's still playing. He'll go play in Yager's team. <laughs> the old man club. Yeah, maybe it goes um, somewhere somewhere in Sweden. Also, what do you guys think of uh of Tori Krug? Where's he gonna land? Mm-hmm. Do you think he stays in Boston? I know Paul's not here, so I can't really ask him because I know he's a big Bruins guy. Uh, yeah, I think I think Krug stays. Um, I don't think Chara probably. comes back, and I think they use that space Chara frees up for Krug. Maybe I don't know. I just, I just know Krug's openly said he doesn't want to take a home team. Dis- he doesn't want to take a discount anymore. He wants to actually get paid. Yeah, he's openly said that too. So oh, well, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, nothing. What do you think? The team already said he's not. What do you think going to happen with Tuka Rask? When I'm leaving the bubble. He had to leave the bubble for personal reasons. He had to leave the bubble. It is what it is. Yeah, I know he just had he had a child earlier this year, or maybe it was last year. Yeah. But it's a relatively young child, so, you know, so, you have to understand that to an extent. Yeah, and especially during a pandemic. So Yeah. It is scary times. Yeah, especially, like, during, like, I know in Canada it's not as bad. Especially like I'm in Manitoba, it's not. Yeah, I wasn't aware of here. that. In Quebec, it's a little bit worse, but compared to the states, it's nothing you know, over here. So we're we're lucky, knock on wood. Uh, but you know, it's I, it is what it is. I mean, I think the Bruins would have put up a bigger fight if Rask would have stayed, but I, I still didn't see the Bruins winning that series, even with Rask in net. So the Bruins are uh, didn't have it to compete with Tampa's offense. Yeah, I don't think uh, Pasternak really looked like himself. Um, yeah. He definitely was a little slower. Um, he kind of looked better towards the end of the series, but it was too little too late at that point. Tampa jumped on him. Exactly, exactly. What, who do you think is all going to get bought out if there is buyouts? Um. Carl or Oliver? Yeah. Um, <laughs> could see the Devils doing Corey Schneider. Yeah. What about Zajac? No, I think they keep him. He's like a veteran leader in the locker room. And with all the cap space they already have, they don't really have to move him. Yeah, fair. He's just very expensive. What does he have? Two, three years left? Yeah, yeah I think it's two years. I can pull it up here in one second. Oilers. Yeah. No, I want New Jersey. Where's New Jersey? Yeah, it's New York. I think Nazel might buy out Kyle Turris. You think so? Yeah, I, I've I've heard some oh, things on that, and I think it's smart for them. I mean, he hasn't really performed up to his contract. But we. Uh, you guys had prospect busts on there, but oh I mean, right, right. Prospect from what I was thinking, I mean, the only one I could think of that I've seen, you know, people calling a bust recently is Jack Hughes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just mean, call him a bust. Exactly. Actually, you know, he's eighteen, or he was eighteen last year. He'll be nineteen next year. And from everything I've read, you know, as a Devils fan and following the team, um, you know, PK Subban, uh, Kyle Palmieri, they've been interviewed at and asked about him and. You know, they said he's packed. He's packed on a lot of muscle this off season, and you know he's faster than he's ever been or than they've ever seen him. So that that's really good to hear. And you know, especially with him gaining weight and being faster, like that that really sounds like something that's going to be exciting to watch. Indeed. No, I think yeah. he's going to. Who do you who do you see going to New Jersey in the seventh overall pick? I, I could see them taking Marco Rossi. Um, you know, you think, from you think from their past drafts, from their past drafts, it seems like they they really favor that sixty sevens team and that the sixty sevens coaching staff. So it's really it's been interesting to see how many players they've acquired from the Ottawa team. I mean, they have Kevin Ball, they have uh, the Holsher centerman, he's the big guy, um, and then obviously you know they have the chance to take Rossi here. But does he drop that far? It, I could see him dropping there. Um, I don't see him dropping past eight. I've seen in a lot of mock drafts, I've seen him going to Ottawa. Like 
was one of their top picks. Yeah, I see him going. <laughs> I see him going fifth overall to Ottawa. Wow. I mean, that'd be yeah. I could see it. Um, you know, outside of that, um, what's the kid's name? Is it Perfetti? Yeah, Cole Perfetti. I I like him a lot. Um, I just don't. You know, they'd have to move him to the wing with Hughes and Heisher, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, same with Rossi. Rossi's a centerman. Yeah. Same thing with him. Um, I do like that. Is it uh, Holtz? Alexander Holtz. Yeah, Holtz is good too. Um, him and Lucas Raymond. I think they're really good wingers, um, especially Raymond because he's pretty big. I think he could really complement the young, yeah. speedy guys on the team. Yeah, because Raymond's right now he's at 17 years old. He's five foot eleven and 170 pounds. According to NHL.com. Yeah, he's uh, so I think he could definitely fit into that lineup eventually. Oh, we just lost oh. Josh. Yep. <laughs> I was wondering uh, what that sound was. But yeah, Hughes definitely isn't a bust quite yet. Um, I think, you know, his biggest issue last year was he just got shoved off the puck yeah. really easily. Um, he'd come in with a lot of speed and the tiniest little bump would, you know, he'd just lose the puck. So I think gaining that weight is really going to help him. Yeah, his puck strength will have to improve. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, as a Devils fan, hopefully, you know, we'll get to see him kind of jump up a bit this year. I don't expect a huge jump. Um, I think he was in the, like, 40-point range this season. Um, I don't expect him to, you know, break 55. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll surprise me. But I just don't think, you know, with the talent on that team, they're going to have some growing pains. They're all young. Um, I don't expect them to really bust out for another two to three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not won't be nearly as bad as Detroit, but they're not going to be great. And yeah. first overall, I think we can agree it's going to be Lafreniere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. No doubt. Um, you know, the Rangers kind of lucked out with that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I get Caco last year. I wanted him to go to Montreal so bad, but yeah. It's going to be interesting, New York. I mean, they could get Lafreniere, Caco, and uh, Zabenejad on a top line. That's that's scary. Don't forget the bread man. Yeah, him too. I mean, him on. The, I mean, just any of those guys on a second line is kind of like okay. Now you're looking like Tampa a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, on the top top six, anyways. It's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see what happens in New York. I think that is everything we have for this week's episode of the Red Light Hockey Podcast. Thank you all for listening. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And please, please do share us and let us know what you think. Thank you all very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye for now.